Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast about Arkham Horror. And today I'm joined by, it's me, I don't know how to do intros when I'm by myself. Yes, it's me, Peter, by myself. So what we're doing this week is a continuation of Frank's Think on Your Feet series. He started it, however, for the flashback sessions, I've volunteered myself to jump in. So it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm much less competent at this than Frank is, so we'll, we'll set our expectations low and we'll just we'll just get through it, right? We can do this together. If I forget to narrate things, uh, I'll do my best. I'm not as experienced playing solo. G- genuinely, I'm not as experienced playing solo at Arkham as Frank is. I'm not as experienced at recording myself, so I'm a bit nervous about this whole thing. And I've set myself kind of some challenges which is going to make it more difficult. So I've been, I've been a little bit hard on myself. What I haven't done is listen to all of Frank's episode. I wanted to retain the experience of, of being an amnesiac. So I've got Frank's notes written down. Uh, he's basically told me what, what experience to spend. So I'll go through that in a minute. I've got the scenario set up. I do know what scenario I'm playing. I'm playing The Vanishing of Alina Harper. So yeah, I, th- I think we just we just dive in, right? I think Frank normally jumps into these without much without too much preamble. So there's quite a lot of text. I've only played this campaign twice. I think it's my least played campaign, and probably the one I can remember least about. So I I, I want to soak up the information. So I'm going to read all of the flavor texts. That might take a little while because there's a good couple of pages there. Uh, hopefully, when Frank edits this, he can pick up when I finish and put the timestamp in the show notes, and then we can we can get on. But yeah, let's 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 jump in and see how we do. Okay, scenario two: the vanishing of Alina Harper. Wednesday, August 17, 1927. Five weeks earlier. Five weeks earlier than what? Totally in the dark here. Yeah. Wake up, damn it! Agent Dawson shakes you awake with his right hand. You are in the passenger seat of a pristine, state-of-the-art motor car, its polished body glowing with light from the moon as it rolls to the foggy Massachusetts countryside. We're almost there, Dawson informs you. Unfortunately, Innsmouth lacks a working railroad, which you would have preferred. There is a bus that runs from Boston to Newburyport, and another that runs from Newburyport to Innsmouth. But Dawson has insisted on driving you there himself, perhaps to provide you with an escape route should things go sour, or to show off his expensive automobile. Probably both. As you arrive in Innsmouth, the stale odour of day-old fish and decrepit, musty buildings washes over you. Many of the buildings along the western side of the town seem to be abandoned, though you occasionally spot figures in some of the windows. You imagine Agent Dawson's opulent car must make quite an impression in such a dirty and dingy town. You joke that perhaps he should have driven here in a jalopy, to which he replies with a smirk, That's never been my style. Is it jalopy or jalopy? Maybe jalopy. It's not a word I use often. Eventually, you reach a defunct railroad station that was given up years ago. A few train cars sit abandoned on the tracks, and the depot is boarded up and condemned. Dawson suddenly grimaces and points to another vehicle in the open lot. That's Agent Harper's breezer. Let's park here and continue on foot. We can move through the town a little easier that way, he reasons. You check Agent Harper's vehicle before continuing, but it contains no clues as to her whereabouts. From there, you head eastward beside the Manuset River, passing numerous deserted warehouses, sodden alleyways, and standoffish townsfolk. Harper's got to be somewhere in this forsaken town. Residents don't look all too friendly. Wouldn't be surprised if she drew too much attention from a local mob or the like. Dawson begins to contemplate aloud. 
You ask how we know his agent isn't simply keeping a low profile. Ah, yes. Well, we have a code phrase for that. If she had sent me a letter saying she had some errands to run, that would have signalled to me she would be out of touch for a short while. Without that signal, I have to assume the worst. To the northeast, several factory buildings loom over the rest of the town's sagging gambrel roofs, cupolas, and widows' walks. None of the locals stop to greet you along your way. Given the repulsive countenance that many of them bear, their aversion to the usual small-town pleasantries is a relief. Eventually, you reach the town square just south of the Manisette, though even these crumbling brick buildings that surround the supposed heart of the town inspire little confidence in Agent Harper's safety. An old bus idles nearby, its greasy-looking driver leaning against the door and eyeing you suspiciously. With little else to go on, you decide to split up, knowing that you can cover much more ground that way. Canvas the locals and learn more about this town, Dawson says. Find out who the big shots are in this hellhole. One of them is bound to know where Harper was last seen, or who she was with. I'm going to see if I can find where she was hiding out and look for some sign of her. Meet up with me here at 1900 hours. Understood? You nod in agreement and go your separate ways. The first person you check with is the bus driver, who probably has a decent understanding of the town. His coarse, greyish skin is the first thing you notice, followed swiftly by unusually deep and shadowed creases in the flesh of his neck, almost as if he were prematurely aged. His bulging eyes are unsettling, and you're suddenly unsure whether you've seen him blink even once as you approach. You start to offer your hand as you introduce yourself, then think better of it, just in case the man has some kind of disease you've never heard of. He introduces himself as Joe Sargent and gives you a useful, if cursory, rundown of some of the nearby buildings. Sorry, I chuckled while reading that because we're obviously playing as Susie here, and she she's not exactly normal looking herself. Let's go to the summary of information. In plain view of the town square is a grocery of the first national chain run by a youngster by the name of Brian Burnham, an outsider from Arkham. The idea that somebody else from Arkham might be here fills you with some degree of hope and perhaps a little bit of pity for the boy. The Gilman House, owned by Othera Gilman, is the only hotel in town. Considering its shabby appearance, you suddenly wish you'd only planned a day trip. Down the street from the Gilman House, tucked between a dismal restaurant and a drugstore, is the little bookshop. So named not for its size, but for its owner, Joyce Little. Mr. Sergeant doesn't seem to care much for her. Fun story, every time I've played this scenario, which is either two or three times, I think it's been Joyce Little who's been the person we're looking for. So let's just bear that in mind. If we have to guess, we're going to guess Joyce. To the north, along the Manoset, is the Marsh Refining Company, the centrepiece of the town's only industry. Joe speaks of its owner, Barnabas, whom he calls Old Man Marsh, with a measure of reverence and admiration. Just to warn you, by the way, my, my wife is out, so there's no one to wrangle the cats. So there might be some more mowing and shouting and things falling over than usual. Mr. Sergeant tells you to avoid the old bridge along Fish Street, which has collapsed from years of disrepair and now serves only as a haunt for the dispossessed. Uh, I'm not going to attempt the New England accent, by the way. And don't listen to that drunk Zadok, the bus driver warns. His tales are just that. Tales, nothing more. Further east, past Water Street, lies Innsmouth Harbour. Sergeant warns you not to get in the way of the dock workers or their businesses, for they are a rowdy bunch who aren't as used to outsiders, especially the ironically named Robert Friendly, whose name Sergeant utters with a hint of hostility. To the north, New Church Green, there exists an old Masonic Hall, now given over to an organisation referred to as the Esoteric Order of Dagon. What truly goes on inside this old decrepit building is anyone's guess. 
Finally, Mr. Sergeant asks you what you're doing in Innsmouth. You dodge the question with one of your own, asking him if he has seen anybody around town match Agent Harper's description. He pauses, then shakes his head. Never seen her, he mutters, refusing to meet your gaze. You spend the rest of the day learning the layout of the town and attempting in vain to make conversation with the locals. The more time you spend in this strange, squalid town, the more you wish you had never taken Agent Dawson up on his offer. There is something foul in the air here, something rotten and fetid that disturbs you to your core. Later that night, you meet up with Agent Dawson in the now deserted town square and share what you have learned. Take a look at this, he says, handing you a creased, ink-stained letter addressed to him. Turns out Harper had a room at that disgusting old hotel. Still does, technically, but it seemed like she hadn't been around for a few days. I broke in and found this among her things. Judging from the unmailed letter, it seems Agent Harper knew someone in town was tracking her movements. I'm being followed, the missive explains. Don't know how they know, but they know. It's like the whole town is in on something. I have no contacts here whom I trust. It's going to require more than one agent to sort this out, I fear. The letter is cut short. Well, she has more than one agent now, Dawson says, bitterly, once you are done reading. There's only one reason she wouldn't have sent this letter. Harper's in danger, and somebody in this balled-up town knows where she is. Together, you begin to formulate a plan to find Agent Harper. First, narrow down her... Last known location, second, find out who knew she was in town, then pay them a visit. I found that sentence really difficult for some reason. Brill. Right, okay, so that's the intro done with. I have set up the scenario roughly. Yes, I've set up most of the scenario. I've got the Chaos Bag set up. I've got the lead deck set up. So leads deck. I've got my suspect, uh, well, the person I'm looking for set aside got the Finding Agent Harper card ready, and I've shuffled the encounter. So what I'm going to do first, so perform this step before setting up your investigator. Agent Dawson has briefed you on your task and prepared you for this mission. Each investigator may now spend the experience recorded under unspent experience in the campaign log. So this is always a bit of a weird one because it's out of, sort of doesn't match with how the rest of the flashbacks go, if I recall right. Uh, But I think they added this in just so that you could spend it in the big box. (laughs) So whether they'll change that in in, an, in a future kind of smoother release, I have no idea. But I've done it. And what Frank has said is put Michael Lee in the deck. Not the film director, the asset. So he's in my deck. I think uh, Lab Assistant has come out. So we've got a big fat deck. So we'll wait and see if he turns up. One card so is always a difficult one to find. And just let's remind ourselves of the... The encounter cards we've got. We've got the Vanishing of Ilian Harper, fine. Agents of Dune, Fogger at Innsmouth, the locals. So that's all of the Innsmouth ones. Then we've got Chilling Cold. Oh, always nasty to lose assets. Locked Doors, Night Gaunts, and Midnight Masks. Ah, okay, and it'll just be, yes, it's False Lead and Hunting Shadows from Midnight Masks. So just to remind everyone, the way the lead deck works is there's six possible suspects and six possible hideouts and one hideout and one suspect are set aside so they're they're the ones the kind of people we're looking for and then the remaining cards are in a deck of 10 cards so we can look at cards from that leads deck and check them off a list and that will eliminate the, uh, what options it has for the cards that are set aside which are the ones we're looking for so it works exactly the same as cluedo and then I'm going to use the 
the guide here, the campaign blog, to tick them off as I see them. And we'll see how we go. I think I have... Have I had to guess it in the past? I can't remember. Brill. Right. Uh, location set up. That's fine. And then we'll read the agenda and the act, and then I'll go on to my opening hand. Agenda 1A. Decrepit decay. Furtiveness and secretiveness seemed universal in this hushed city of alienage and death, and I could not escape the sensation of being watched from ambush on every hand by sly staring eyes that never shut. H.P. Lovecraft, The Shadow over Innsmouth. Forced, if you defeat a suspect enemy other than the kidnapper, take control of each clue on that enemy, record in your campaign log that the name of that enemy is out for blood. And then we've got the search for Agent Harper. The next morning, you and Agent Dawson split up in search for his missing agent. And we've got a free trigger. The investigators spend our X times one clues, so X clues, as a group. Parlay. Reveal the top X cards of the leads deck to a maximum of three and draw one of them. Shuffle the rest back into the leads deck along with the top card of the encounter deck. Group limit once per round. Objective. You will you may advance at the end of any round. Hint. You will have to make an accusation when you advance. Advance when you believe you have narrowed down Agent Harper's kidnapper and whereabouts. So I think, because we're going to shuffle an encounter card in. So... I think it behooves us to do it as few times as possible. So I want to get like clues in blocks of three and then spend them. So we're playing a Susie. <laughs> this is fun. Frank specifically said I should play it to familiarize myself with the card before. And I haven't really done that. So sorry, Frank. I know you'll be editing this and shaking your head in dismay. I, I, I know how, how Susie works broadly, but I don't know the strategy of how to play it. My rough feeling is that we want to use cards that make tests easier while she's like low stats hungry. And then we want to slowly transition over to using her stats with the boosts from Ravenous while she's high stats. And obviously we just need to keep on drawing cards and feeding the beast. I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm really interested to see how it goes. I've got a huge deck here. 53 cards. So I've drawn my opening hand. What I've drawn is Lone Wolf, Toe-to-Toe, Shortcut, Talisman of Protection, and Enchanted Blade. This is pre-Mulligan. So the first time I, I stopped, the first time I was going to make a decision. Uh, let's have a quick look at Innsmouth Square. One side of the cobblestone's open space was the straight line of the river. The other was a semicircle of slant-roofed brick buildings of about the 1800 period from which several streets radiated away to the southeast, south, and southwest. Lamps were depressingly few and small, all low-powered incandescents. Flip this over. Right, so there's four shroud with a single clue, and we can spend an action to resign, or we can spend we can use a free trigger and spend two resources to move to a connecting Innsmouth location. And I think that's everything? Are we just moving around and getting clues? Is that how it works from now? Right, okay, so... Uh, let's, let's do Mulligan. Well, let's, I think I've sort of talked about what I think the overall strategy is. What I'll do is touch on a bit why I'm nervous about playing it, and then we'll get going. So I think Toto is an automatic success, isn't it? So that's nice early on. Shortcut, I think I can probably ditch just now, and Talisman of Protection, probably. I think that feels okay. Get rid of Shortcut and Talisman of Protection. What do we think? I don't know what I'm pausing. I'm pausing as if someone's going to answer me. No one's going to answer me. 
I don't think we need to move. I think shortcut will be more useful later. I'd rather have some cards that are going to help us get set up. Talisman protection, I think. I just don't think we need it at the moment. I'm not a huge fan of that card anyway, to be honest. Maybe if we start, when we start getting pounded, I'll change my tune pretty quick. So let's draw two cards to replace them. Oh, we've got regurgitation. That's nice. So play only during your turn. If, if our signature card is uncontrolled hunger, which is the bad one, face up, flip it over, choose and return up to three cards you devoured to their owner's hands. For each returned card returned in this way, heal one damage or horror. Well, that's lovely to have, isn't it? So we can, we can power through to go to flip and then stay pretty flipped. Yeah, I think that's that's a really nice place to start. And then I've got a Faust... Did I say Faustian Bargain? Faustian Bargain as well there. So that's nice to start playing some cards. And we'll pop these two bad boys back in our deck. Right, yeah, so so I guess it's like a bit of a, a fear of failure that I'm, I'm suffering from. It's, it, it's tense and there's a lot of pressure, <laughs> I think. Uh, maybe I'm, it's, it's kind of self-inflicted, I guess. I mean, I've made things hard for myself by agreeing to play a campaign I don't know that well. And play a complicated scenario, which this one is. It's a difficult scenario, this one, I think. And playing an investigator who's difficult to use <laughs> that I haven't tried before. So I have made it difficult for myself, but it's, maybe it's a, it's a bit of a case of giving myself some permission to fail um, as a result. Maybe we'll touch on more stuff on this as we go through. Right, well, let's just, let's just get going, right? We'll remind ourselves what we do. So in the upkeep phase, we draw two cards and then we have to devour a card. And then we've got a free trigger, which is to devour a card controlled by an investigator at your location if you need the stat boost. And their elder sign will, after this test ends, you may add a devoured card to its owner's hand. What I'm going to do is just get a die and have that handy. And that's just going to remind us what our stat boosts are, I think. So currently it's at L's up show. So we've got all what? Which is fine. I think, okay, so what we've got here, we've got four shroud, one clue. I don't think I'm going to get a clue this turn. So what I might do is play a couple of cards and then move to somewhere that's got a more manageable shroud. Where that is, I don't know, obviously, but we'll take a guess. So I think what I'm going to do is, action one, I'm going to play Faustian Bargain. So that takes us up to two, three, four. That's ten resources and puts two curses in the bag. I'm sure that won't come back to harm us at all. Uh, second action, I'm going to play Lone Wolf. Who doesn't like a Lone Wolf, eh? Might be a bit overkill, but like it's going to get us a lot of money over the course of the game. I think it's probably going to absolve us from having to get any pay much more economy for the rest of the game. I don't know what resource curve Frank has got in this deck. And then let's move. Should we go... I think I might do a loop around the like the bad side, the, the coast side, before we go around the town. So I think I'm going to go up to the marsh refinery. Oh, nice. Okay, right. This is one shroud. I should have read what it says. He found the marsh refinery a queer place. Probably not the good type of queer. It's an old mill on the lower floors of the manuset. What he, what he said tallied up with what I'd heard. Books in bad shape and no clear account of any kind of dealings. You know, it's always been a kind of mystery where the marshes get the gold they refine. Is that a typo? Or is that a quote for... You know, it's always been a kind of mystery where the marshes got the gold, get the gold they refine. Could be a quote from Zadok in the book, right? Sort of the way he speaks. Anyway, that refinery, though, used to be a big thing. An old man Marsh who runs it must be richer, richer and Creosus. 
I always get this mixed up because there's Discworld saying richer than Creosote, I believe. And Creosote's a really rich guy. Anyway, yeah, two actions, draw four cards, limit once per game. Uh, don't think we need that just at the moment. Yeah, what I've done is I've left myself with three cards that I want in my hand. So I hope I draw something I want to put under Ravenous. <laughs> right, end of turn. So let's do, let's do upkeep. So I, oh, it's drawn me two cards automatically. I've drawn Rise to the Occasion and Flashlight. So because I've got Regurgitation in my hand, unless something happens to it, the cards in my hand are going to come back. Or at least three of them are. Rise to the Occasion is really nice because that's three icons for any test. Flashlight's also good because I need to be getting clues. I think at the moment I'm going to pop the Enchanted Blade underneath. So that puts me on plus one across the board now. So I'm at two, 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 two. Interested in whether I'm going to use that free trigger on my card at all. We'll find out. Brill, and then let's draw an encounter card. We've got false lead. Oh uh, no, sorry, not false lead. Hunting shadow, uh, peril. So I can't talk to you. I can't talk to you about this. Must either spend a clue or take two damage. Well, I literally cannot spend a clue, so it's two damage for P. Popkins. Now, marsh finery is one shroud, so this should be pretty easy to get a clue from it. So beginning of my turn, I use one Realm Wolf to get a resource. Eleven resources. And one up, what, is our, what does our bag look like? So cultists are minus two. If you fail, place a doom on the nearest enemy. X, uh, skulls are current agenda number, which is one. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Out of one, two, three, four, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Including two curses. And the curses are going to screw me up. Feels like going one up's the way to go. Or I could play the flashlight. Just I feel like the flashlight's. It's a shame to use a flashlight on a two shroud location, isn't it? Shame to use the rise of the occasion here as well. Ideally, I do move, investigate. Uh, investigate, move, investigate. But I think I need to play the flashlight. So I'm going to do play a flashlight. Sort of a shame I came here first, isn't it? <laughs> Because if I was a higher higher skill value, I could have just taken this naked. Right, never mind. But we can't, we can't, we can't complain about this forever. So let's, let's play flashlight. That's action one. Action two, let's investigate. Use the flashlight. So I've got pretty good odds here. <laughs> I've drawn the curse token. And a zero. That's a success. So let's drop the difficulty to zero. So anything except a auto fail would have been fine then. And actually, I pulled a curse token. So, and I get a clue. Hey, I think that's good. Yeah, we'll take that. Action two, uh, action three, sorry. So I did, I've did. i done play, flashlight, investigate, and I will move down to Innsmouth Harbour. Two clues. Forced, after you successfully investigate Innsmouth Harbour by three or more, look at the top cards of the lead, the card of the leads deck, then shuffle the leads deck, group limit once per round. Well, that's pretty saucy, isn't it? Be good to be able to do that. There's two clues here as well. So that's the end of, end of the round, so I'll do upkeep. Okay, so I've drawn Working a Hunch, nice, and Scroll of Secrets, also nice. So, just to remind you, I've also got Toe to Toe and Rise to the Occasion in my hand. What do I want? What do I want? Feels dangerous to drop Toe to Toe, doesn't it? But I think that might be the best idea. I can always use Regurgitation whenever I want. Oh no, I can't. It's only when it's face up. Well, I've got Rise to the Occasion, so Rise to the Occasion is a bit of a panic button. So I think let's pop toe-to-toe -to -toe down there. And that puts us up to plus two. So we're threes across the board now. 
Oof, on wings and dark of wings of darkness. Test four agility. If you fail, take one damage and one horror. Disengage from each non-night god enemy. Engage with you and move to a central location. Now I'm willing to bet the only central location is Innsmouth Square. Ufft. We don't like this. We're not like this at all. I think I might have to commit rise to the occasion here. That's a that's a brutal move. And I really want I really wanted rise to the occasion as well, to be honest with you. Alright, I think we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to do it. Right, so rise to the occasion. Which puts us on three, four, five, six. Three icons on my the occasion. Versus four. We've drawn a cultist, which is, I think that's a minus two, right? Yes, that's a pass. A real shame to, to use that, but that's where we are. I'm really running low on cards at hand. It's very tempting to play the Scroll of Secrets. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Let's play Scroll of Secrets. So pay, spend one, play Scroll of Secrets. And then let's use that right away. So we're going to look at the top card of our deck. Let me sure I've got this right because it has been mutated. So free trigger, exhaust it and spend a secret. Look at the bottom card of any investigator's deck. Good job I checked, isn't it? Then either discard that card, add it to his own hand, place it on the bottom of his deck or place it on the top of its deck. So right on the bottom, we've got calling in favours. Well, it's not like not useful. <laughs> it's nice to have cards. Let's have it. Oh, sorry. I should have used Lonely Wolf at the end of my turn. Which puts me back on 10 resources. So use that, use that, right. Then I think we probably Fleshlight here. So we'd be, oh, then I can't get to three up. Right, what I'm thinking is, I really want to use the ability on this. After you successfully investigate Innsmouth Harbour by three or more, look at the top card of the Leeds deck. That seems really, really good to do. However, I, if the bulk of the bag is a minus two, I need to be head aiming two above three. That's five, so which means I need to be in six. Or I've dropped the difficulty by two, so that takes it back to three, so I aim for five. And what am I on? I'm only on three at the moment. So I've got a working hunch in my hand. I could just find a clue. It, why don't I... Could I draw some cards and then play working hunch and then investigate here next turn? I'm going to draw two cards at the end of the round as well. Oof. Let's just, let's just think. I don't want to move out of this location for what it's worth. That doesn't seem worth it. I guess what I could do... Oh. Well, what I could do, weirdly... Oh, okay, right, 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 right. Because I've got the Gurgitation in my hand, the free trigger... If I devour Flashlight once I've spent all the charges on it, I get the Flashlight back, right? But I need to be quick about that, just for the timing, don't I? So I spend as little time as possible in my weak, weak state, uncontrolled. So I could just spend the next two actions using Flashlight, and then if I if I trigger that ability, great. If I don't, then fine. Can I trigger it? Oh god, I wish I knew the rules better. Can I can I message Frank for a rules check? <laughs> can I devour the flashlight mid-test and still and still use it? Right, let's just take the test. I'm gonna use the flashlight. So action two, both flashlight. Minus two. That is a success. So because I'm three on one, minus two is one. So that gets me a clue. Put that back in the bag. And then let's just do the last one as well, I think. That's a zero. Nice. Oh, bro. Well, that does that, that triggers this, doesn't it? Three. No, hang on. Is that right? <laughs> no, I've only succeeded by two or more. Oh, well, never mind. To be fair, I could I could just investigate here to trigger the ability. Anyway, I've got three clues. What I, what I think I'm going to do is then use the free trigger on the act to spend these three clues. And then that will reveal three cards from the deck. And I need to draw one of them. Shuffle the rest back into the Leeds deck, along with the top card of the encounter deck. So, we've got... Zadok Allen. That's nice to know. He's on our side. New Church Green. And 
the house on Water Street. Uh, so let's take these off first. So Zadok Allen, the house on Water Street, New Church Green. Right now we're going to draw one of these. Uh, so Zadok comes into play at the Fish Street Bridge. And we can parlay with him uh, using our feet. House on Water Street and New Church Green are both victory point locations. Uh, New Church Green is yellow circle, blue triangle, and purple star, which is that is above Innsmouth Square. What I haven't done is told you the order of the, the locations. And then House on Water Street is yellow circle and a crescent, pink crescent. That is. Ah, right, that's next to me. That's that's between Marshall Finery and Innsmouth Harbour, so that'll be right next to me. So that is tempting. Put it into play. After you successfully investigate the house on Water Street by three or more, either draw the top card of the encounter deck or shuffle that card into the leads deck. Oh no, that's horrible. There's more clues, though. It's two clues right by where I am, and it's one shroud. Oh, New Church Green does have an ability. Action, action. If there are no clues on New Church Green, look at the top card of the leads deck. If it does not have a victory x discard it oh yeah that's like a free look at the deck isn't it and it'll take an encounter card out of the deck as well that could be really useful to have later on let's 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 do a new church screen then let's pop it in the middle and you've got two clues on you and that's a three shroud location we'll shuffle these guys back into the deck and top card of the encounter deck so i think that's that's my turn i think i did one two three actions so i then do enemy phase we haven't got any enemies i'll do upkeep so I draw two cards. Oh, the thing that follows. So the thing that follows is going to spawn at the location furthest from me. think there's no other way than for it to be at the far end of the map, which is the bookshop. So we'll pop it in play there. This isn't a bad map for the thing that follows at all. So if we're just canny about how it moves, then I think we can deal with that pretty easily. So then I've got... Remaining in my hand, I've got Regurgitation, Working a Hunch, Calling in Favours, and Art Student. Art student's really nice. It'd be lovely to play art student at Innsmouth Square. So I think what I'm going to do is... And I've got calling in favours. Ah, oh, beautiful. What I'm going to do is put art student below me. And then next, this turn, if I... Oh, I need... I'm just going to hurt my head. Uh, if I move to Fish Street Bridge, try and investigate there. Then I can move to Innsmouth Square, regurgitate, play the art student to get the one clue off that four shroud location. That's the theory. We'll see if it works. So I'm going to put art... That, it's a long way of saying I'm going to put Art Student beneath Ravidus. I think I was going to explain what I had in my hand, but I don't know if I did. Right, remaining in my hand, then, I've got Regurgitation, Working Hunter, and Calling in Favours. Right, new round. Let's draw an encounter card. We've got False Lead. If you have no clues against Surge, we have no clues. We just spent them all. That was smart thinking by me. Crypt Chill. Oh, this is poops. Well, maybe Lone Wolf can go. It's nice to have it there to devour if I want it, though, isn't it? Uh, so we're we're a four on four on this test, so it's tight. It's a minus two. Yeah. Oh well, I think we just discard Lone Wolf. I think I'd rather eat the flashlight. So in the bin, discard you. That goes back. I mean, that could could be much worse, right? Action one. We're going to move to Fish Street Bridge. Flip that over. Fish Street was as deserted as Maine, though it differed in having many brick and stone warehouses still. Oh, am I an idiot? Have I been forgetting to put Doom on? <laughs> forget to put Doom on the agenda! Oh my god. Right, so turn one, I was at Marsh Refinery. 
Turn two, I was at Innsmouth Harbour. And then I've just put the third D1. God, I can play this game, I promise. <laughs> Fish Street was as deserted as Maine, though it differed in having many brick and stone warehouses still in excellent shape. And then we flip it over. Action, action, gain four resources. Limit once per game. It's two shroud and one clue. This is pretty easy to do. Let's use our scroll secrets first. So we'll spend a token there. It's always nice to know what we're going to get off that. Search our deck. So on the bottom we've got... Oh, medical student. I think we take that, right? Yeah, we definitely take that. All day long, medical student. Okay. Uh, right. First action... Do we just investigate here? So I'm at... Because I've got three cards under there, I'm now at four. So four on two is pretty good odds, despite the fact I haven't got any charges on my flashlight. In fact, I'll tell you what, why don't I consume my flashlight using my ability? So that goes underneath, and that ticks that up to four targets on Ravenous. Devour a non-story card controlled by an investigator at your location, limit once per round. Yeah, that works. It works, as far as I'm aware. So, do that, and then we, we're we now five on two. Pull our token. Oh, it's another minus two. I've drawn... How many times have I drawn that minus two? Someone count. I think I've drawn zero minus two and a, and a cultist, and that's all I've drawn in this game. Anyway, that's a success. So we get that clue. Action one. Action two. Well, hang on. This I haven't timed this massively well. What we could do is move and then draw a card. That doesn't feel terrible. And at the end of the turn, my card's going to flip. And the beginning of the next turn, I can play Regurgitation, hopefully. So let's do that. And let's move up to this location. So we're back at Innsmouth Square. It's <laughs> a smart man that's come to join me. Is everything okay? Oh, you come to sell me. You want to say hello to the listeners? They all love you. Hello? Either Frank's going to edit this out, or you're going to have a cameo in a podcast that loads of people listen to. How do you feel about that? You got anything you want to add? No. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna draw a card last action, I think. The old last action draw. Right, perception. That's nice. We like that. Worth it. To be fair, I probably could have investigated. Don't think that would have been a bad idea. Anyway, right, it's done. So no enemies still, thankfully. Oh no, we have got an enemy. We have got an enemy. We've got the thing that follows. So just just to to what I didn't do, I never did, was tell you what the map was. So it's a figure eight on the or an infinity symbol, I guess, because it's an eight on its side. On the right-hand loop, so Innsmouth Square's in the middle, then on the right-hand loop we've got Marsh Refinery at the top, then Innsmouth Harbour at the far end, and Fish Street Bridge at the bottom, so going around clockwise. And then again from on the left-hand side, from Innsmouth Square, we've got the Gilman House on the bottom, the little bookshop on the left, and the First National Grocery at the top. And then in the Centre directly above Innsmouth Square, connected to the First National Grocery in the Marsh Refinery, we've got New Church Green, just sitting there happily. So, I think I want to go up that way next turn, so we're going to move the thing that follows down to the Gilman House, because he's hunting me. Right, and that's turn, and then we come to upkeep. So, draw two cards. Right, I've got another regurgitation, oh baby, and a lucky. Now, I think Lucky's going to be useful when my stats drop down a bit, so I'm going to keep that for the moment. I think Medical Student gets consumed at this point. That ticks over to five cards beneath Ravenous. If there are five or more cards beneath Ravenous, flip it over, and that's a forced reaction. So we flip that straight over. So we're still at plus five. This says, each time you devour a card, set it aside out of play. You get plus one to each of your skills for each card beneath Ravenous, to a max of plus five. At the end of your turn, 
Devour a non-story card beneath Ravenous or controlled by an investigator at your location. If there is nothing beneath Ravenous, flip it over. And we're still devouring our own cards in our upkeep phase. Right? But it doesn't go beneath Ravenous. It gets to get so like two cards disappear every turn. But I think I think we're in control of this. We know what we're doing. Because this, this is going to trigger at the end of the turn. So let's... Okay, right, fine. That's all sorted. We'll tick up our Doom. So on four. And then we'll draw an encounter card. We've got another Crypt Churl. This is less fun. But I'm at five stats. Or six. So we're just going to take this. If anything else... If <laughs> previous uh, performance is anything to go by, Crypt Churl, we're going to draw minus two. We drew zero! Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> There's only two tokens in that bag, apparently. Zeros and minus twos. That's a pass. Okay, beginning my turn. Let's do it then. Let's play Regurgitation. I'm quite excited about this. I'll play one of my Regurgitations. So if Uncontrolled Hunger is face up, it is. We're going to flip it over and then choose and return up to three cards you devoured, either beneath Ravenous or set aside to their owner's hands. Each card returned in this way, heal one damage or one horror. This is quite nice. So we're going to take the Art Student, the Fleshlight. Fleshlight. <laughs> Flashlight. And should we take the Enchanted Blade? I think we've been lucky not to have any enemies so far. So I think I'm going to take the Enchanted Blade. So that's knocked us down to two on Ravenous. And it's healed both that damage. And we're drawing Flashlight, Art Student, Enchanted Blade back to our hand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. EA beautiful. So, actually, we haven't even taken our first action. Right. Oh, it's so interesting. Like, Art Student, you could use the free trigger on Susie to devour, couldn't you? And then just... Oh, it's really, really cool. Just keep on spitting her back up. Right, anyway, okay. So action one, I'm going to spend two and play Art Student. Because that gives us just a nice little bit of soak. Why not, hey? Why not? She finds the clue on this location. Action two, I think I'm going to go to New Church Green. So, New Church Green, if I didn't say the Shroud, it's three Shroud and two clues. So there's... Yeah, so two eyes, so there's two clues on it. And can we find a clue here? Do we want to play the flashlight again? What I could do is investigate using perception. So that would be, I'd be three, four, five on three. That's not bad. And I get a card back. And I've got a lucky in my hand as well. Let's do that. So perception committed. I've got one, two, three, ravenous, three, one, two, three, four, five icons versus three. We draw on the plus one. Man, I'm not going to be able to complain about my pulls in this game at all. Right, one clue, and must be successful. Perception draws us a card, and it's another lucky. So let me just check. I think that's my turn. So I did play, play regurgitation, which is fast. Play art student, move, and investigate it. I need one clue on this location. I think we're all good. Oh, right. I'm just going to take a bit of a, a bit of a break. Just have a stretch and have a think. What's my, what's my, I'll tell you what I'll do before I do that, and I will use the last token on Scroll of Secrets. Let's have a look at the bop card of my deck. It's a Vicious Blow. Do we want that? I sort of think we don't quite need it at the moment. What I'm going to do is, on a whim, I'm going to put that on top of my deck, because then I'll draw it with Susie this turn, and I can put it underneath Ravenous. Yeah, so what are my thoughts so far on Susie? She's very interesting, isn't she? Very interesting. There's like distinct phases of how she works. So there's like a 
there's a there's a coming and going. She, I know Frank often dis, described, or back in the day when we talked to Stephen Woolley, Frank described Silas as having like a flow of cards in and out of his hands. But in a way, Susie really feels like that. There's like a contraction and an expansion to her. So different cards are useful at different points. So I've got two luckies in my hand at the moment, which are going to be clutch when I'm taking tests at two or three, but are less useful when I'm taking tests at six. Obviously, they're still useful, but not as useful. And just the, the, the messing around with assets is really interesting as well. The fact that assets can go underneath Ravenous and then Regurgitation can get them back is super hot. I've been pretty lucky to draw both Regurgitation. Well, is there three Regurgitations? Yes. I've been lucky to get both Regurgitations and no Reality Acid. I think, I think that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll end our turn there. There is an enemy. There is the thing that follows. So he's going to move to Innsmouth Square. I am going to have to deal with him soon, I think. He's going to boot me. Don't have that toe-to-toe. The toe-to-toe, kill him. Two damage. He's got... Yes, toe-to-toe would kill him. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, never mind. Right, so, uh, upkeep. We draw a talisman and a vicious blow. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, I've got nine cards. I realise I've also got calling in favours, so I could use that on art student. Oh, it's very tasty. Let's pop the talisman beneath Ravenous for the moment. That puts us up to plus three, so we're at four for all of our stats. And we're coming to the next turn, so we're at five Doom. We've got one left before our uh, agenda flips. And then I'm going to draw an encounter card. Fog over Innsmouth. Revelation. Test three willpower. If you succeed, either take one horror or put Fog over Innsmouth into play next to the agenda deck. If you fail, do both. Oofed. Each location gets plus one shroud. Forced, at the end of the round, discard one copy of Fog over Innsmouth. Fog on the mana sets, all mine, all mine. Okay, uh, I think we just take this. I like. I don't necessarily think that's the end of the world, to be honest with you. I do think we are going to get hit by the thing that follows. Let's just take this test. <laughs> it is the tentacles. Automatically failed. Okay. Well, as I said, I, fine. I don't, I don't mind that overly. So we'll pop this up here so I, hopefully I remember to remove it and hopefully I remember that there's a plus one shroud. And I take a horror. So the horror can happily go on art student though. I think I'm going to calling in favours her. It's my hot tip folks. So so the position I've got in, you know when I said we can, <laughs> the thing that follows we can be canny about where it moves. It's totally failed to be canny about where it's going to move. So I've got a feeling it's going to end up I'd have to move twice, right, to avoid it. So I've got I've got two options. I can move in and attack it. it effectively taxes my whole turn then, so I'll have to do... Well, maybe not if I use the Vicious Blow. I have to move... Probably what I would want to do is play Enchanted Blade, move and attack it. But I don't... That's a whole turn then. Is taking a damage and a horror worth all those actions? Because what I could do is get the clue here, end my turn at first natural grocery... This is a four-shard location, but I do have working a hunch in hand. So I could... What I could do... Sorry, I'm not very good at, at vocalising. I just sort of get... This is how my brain works, though, right? You're seeing into my brain. What what I could... My turn could be play working hunch here. Boom. That's a... It doesn't... It'd be nice to use the ability on it, but I can come back to it. I could use working hunch, which puts me on... Oh, I'm at three clues already. Ooh. 
Let's let's do that straight away then. I'm going to spend three clues. So I'm going to look at one. No, that's the encounter deck. I'm going to look at three cards out of this. So we've got Innsmouth Jail, Zadok Allen again. That's annoying. And Joyce Little. It's not Joyce Little. What are the odds? So we can tick off Innsmouth Jail and we can tick off Joyce Little. Okay, so we're down to three locations. But we've still got one, two, three, four people that it could be. Joyce Little is going to come into play at the Little Bookshop with two clues on her. She's going to have an action to parlay with her. If you succeed, take control of one of the clues on her. If there are no clues on her, add it to the victory display. Like, where's the Little Bookshop? Am I right next to it? No, I'm from right next to First National Grocery. The little Bookshop is two locations away. Have you got something you want to add to the conversation? Sounds like it. My gut feel is that I'm better at find. I'm better at getting clues off locations than I am getting clues off people. But I've seen them both already. Innsmouth Jail is a four shroud location, though. I don't know. I just my gut feeling is it's better to have Innsmouth Jail. <laughs> just I'm going to go off my gut. I'm going to shuffle Joyce and the other one back into the deck. I'm going to get Innsmouth Jail, and I think this is on the bottom so this is yeah so Innsmouth Jail is is directly opposite New Church Green so it's below Innsmouth Square and there's one clue on there nice okay and then an encounter deck card goes in there as well maybe a bit unlucky to get a get the same one uh, get get the same one I don't know am I I can't I can't work out the odds I didn't get the encounter card anyway right so I haven't taken any actions yet so I think what I'm I think I am leaning towards, I could play Calling in Favours and then replay the art student. I don't think that's a great play. I think what I'm, there is another art student in the deck. So what I could do is play Working Hunch here, move to the grocery, play Calling in Favours and then play Enchanted Blade. I think that works. Let's do that. Let's do that. Right. So action one, Working Hunch. So I've paid two resources. Oops. Play Working Hunch. That's a free clue. Yeah, baby. Free real estate. Action one, I move to First National Grocery. Flip this bad boy over. What does it say on the other side? For some reason or other, I chose to make my first inquiries at the chain grocery, whose personnel was not likely to be native to Innsmouth. Right, there's three shroud, one clue. Action, search the top six cards of your deck for an item card and add it to your hand. Shuffle your deck. Limit once per game. That is fine. So that's action one. Action two... I'm going to play Calling in Favours. That's one. I'm going to bring Art Student back to my hand. Let's just choose an ally asset control and return to your deck. Search the top nine cards of your deck for an ally asset and play it, reducing its cost by X. X is the cost of the ally asset. Return to your hand. Shuffle your deck. So that's two. If I get another Art Student, that would be perfect. So let's look at nine cards. Ah, oh, the next one was a reality asset. The next two cards were reality asset and regurgitation. <laughs> well, we'll take that. Uh, so what have we got? We've got Reality Acid Regurgitation, Art Student, Nice, Overpower, Talisman, String of Curses. That cat is walking on my PC and is very close to the, the power button. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, String of Curses, Lone Wolf, Shortcut, then Faustian Bargain. Well, Art Student's the only one there, so we'll bosh her back in. And it's it's cost neutral. So I've shuffled my deck. We'll see if I draw Reality Acid. And... Having her in play gets me that clue off there, which is really nice. And then I think I've got an action left. 
which I think is going to be to play the Enchanted Blade so I can bop the thing that follows next turn. And it protects me if I draw an enemy uh, at the beginning of the next turn. So we'll go down to five resources and we'll play Enchanted Blade. So that was... I did a bunch that turn, didn't I? Yeah, I did. But I think we're good. I think we're good. And I've sort of totally diluted... Diluted? Mitigated Fog over Innsmouth, which is about to disappear. And I've still got an art student in my hand. I've got an art student ready to go as well. So maybe Susie can devour this art student in play. Okay, uh, upkeep. Oh, sorry, enemy phase, enemy phase, enemy phase. Dodoy. Right, thing that follows moves into my location and then attacks me, doing a damage and a horror. I'll take the damage on me and I'll put the horror on my art student. And then I've drawn overpower and flashlight. Overpower doesn't feel too useful at the moment. However, I also have a flashlight in my hand. Let's put the flashlight underneath. So that's four that Ravenous is at now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, right. Oh, and then we up to six. And then, sorry, Fog of Innsmouth goes. And then we're on six Doom. So we'll reset Doom and we'll flip this bad boy over. The town of Innsmouth grows more and more hostile with each day that passes. The townsfolk have caught on to your presence and perhaps even the, uh, even the reason for your visit. Shuffle the set aside Winged One and both Haunting Nightcorns into the Encounter deck along with the Encounter discard pile. The Winged One, this guy is a nightmare I seem to remember, and there's two Haunting Nightcorns there. The fact I'm solo gives me a bit of solace here because it's not... Oh god, that guy's horrible. He is a beef though. Uh, if a decision to stick together is listed in the memories recovered. Now let's return to Frank's list. It is! Yes, a decision to stick together. Listed under Frank's memories. After several days of investigation, you meet up with Agent Dawson to check in with him. He shows you a figurine of Emerald Stone depicting some sort of aquatic monstrosity. A piece of heart-shaped amber embedded in its centre. After the days you have spent investigating and researching this foul place, the creature is oddly familiar to you. I'm glad I rubbed you in on this case, Dawson says. It's looking less and less like mob work with each passing hour. Oh god, this guy's a genius. Let's stick together from here on out. Choose an investigator to take control of the set-aside Thomas Dawson story asset. For the remainder of the scenario, he does not take up an ally slot. Let's see what this guy does. I cannot remember for the life of me. So I'm the I'm the investigator, so he's going he's to come to me. Ooh, I get plus one willpower and plus one punches. That's very timely, Thomas. Soldier in a new war. So he's four cost, uh, willpower, combat, and wild icons, ally, agency, veteran. You get plus one willpower and plus one combat. And he has a reaction ability. After an enemy attacks an investigator at your location, even if that attack was cancelled, exhaust Thomas Dawson, that investigator draws one card. Oh, he's a, literally a turn too late to help me against my horror. And he has two health and three sanity. Okay, so that's that. And then we've got a new agenda, Growing Suspicion. Just how fully the pursuit was organised, and indeed, just what its purpose might be, I could form no idea. H.P. Lovecraft, The Shadow of Innsmouth. Forced? Oh, it's the same. Yeah, and it's just got seven doom on it. So there's not much time left. Not much time left at all. But I'm getting... I'm pretty well set up. Oh, and then we need an encounter card, don't we? We've got Fog over Innsmouth again. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I'll take that. So I'm at one, two, three, four, five, six on three this time. Oh, it's the Elder Sign. Ooh. Well, I passed the test and I... During each upkeep phase, draw one additional card. No, sorry. After this test ends, you may add a devour card to its owner's hand. Interesting. I think I might get 
Do I get toe-to-toe back and then I can toe-to-toe this lad? Yeah, let's do it. So what do I want? Do I want plus one shroud or take a horror? Each location gets plus one shroud. Now, my stats are quite high at the moment. I'm at, well, they've just gone down one, haven't they? I've got two flashlights in my hand. I think I did the shroud. They, I could easily, I go either way on this. I've got regurgitation. I'm going to take the horror. Fine. Now I'm going to take the horror this time. I think I should have done that last time, to be honest. And it doesn't stay in place, so it just gets discarded. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, that that, that makes sense. Sorry, the toe to play made more sense than I realised. <laughs> so, action Van, I am going to play toe-to-toe. So we fight. This attack deals plus one damage and is automatically successful. As an additional cost to perform this attack, the chosen enemy makes attack against you. So I take a damage and a horror. However, Dawson triggers, and he draws me a card. That's really hot. I don't know whether Frank intended it like that, but that's how it's worked. So we just got that. We don't even draw. We don't even draw. Do we draw a token? I don't think we draw a token. Uh, and that saved me a charge on my enchanted blade as well, in case I need it later. Right. So that's action one. Action two is almost certainly going to be moved to the little bookshop, right? So we need to keep finding clues. If I find one more clue, I can take another dig into the deck. So action two, we'll move to the little bookshop. Flip it over. Little bookshop. Two clues. Two shroud. Uh, forced, after you fail a skill test while investigating the little bookshop, shuffle the top card of the encounter deck into the leads deck. Don't want that to happen. A rare bit of warmth in an otherwise dreary town, the little bookshop is a narrow maze of shelves, each one spilling over with books. Books, books, books. Uh, I have noticed my hands are full, but what I could do is devour my scroll of secrets and play a flashlight. My stats at the moment are four on two... But if I fail, I'm going to add an encounter card to the deck. And I don't like that. Don't like that at all. So I think what I'm going to do is devour the scroll of secrets. That puts me up to four. And then I'm going to investigate. So I'm now three up on this test. Minus one. Yeah, we'll take that. So that gives me a clue. And that puts me on back on three clues. So at the end of my turn, I'm going to free trigger. Spend those three clues. And look at three cards out of the leads deck. And we've got an Innsmouth Troublemaker, Brian Burnham, which is nice, and Othera Gilman. So, Brian Burnham and Othera. Okay, cool. So, we've, we've, we've narrowed the people down to two and the locations down to three. And then I need to draw one of these. Now, Troublemaker will spawn on either my location or in the jail. So, the benefit of doing that is we, we get... And encounter card out of the deck. We are going to shuffle one back in in a sec. Ah, well, uh, Athera Gilman runs the Gilman House Hotel, doesn't she? Spend three resources, parlay, take control of one of the clues on her. Then refer the clues on her, add it to the victory display. That seems good. That seems really good because I've got, I've still got quite a bit of money. I've got six resources. I'm just going to end up discarding a card this turn because I've got too many in my hand. Boo. Boo, I say. I need to spend some of these cards. So let's let's take Othera. So she's three fight, five health, three agility, uh, humanoid suspect elite. Revelation, put her into play at the Gilman house. Done. With one clues on her. And then action, spend re- three resources, parlay, take control of one of the clues on Othera Gilman. Then if there are no clues on her, add it to the victory display. So that's just an action next turn to get that, to get that clue. And then, so the Troublemaker goes back in and Burnham goes back in. And then I shuffle one card into the deck as well. 
Uh, and I think that's that, that's that's my turn, wasn't it? So I did, I did fight, move, investigate. Yeah, I can't develop more cards from my hand, so I'm just going to be screwed here. Never mind. Right. So enemy phase. Uh, we have got an enemy, but she doesn't have hunter or anything. She just got a loop, so she's going to sit there. And then we come on to upkeep. That's two more cards. Right. So I've got in my hand. I've got a whole bunch of cards. I've got regurgitation, which I'm going to play next turn. I've got Lucky, Lucky, Flashlight, Vicious Blow, Art Student, Overpower, Spectral Razor, Faustian Bargain, and Ward of Protection. So one of these is going to go underneath, is going to be Devoured, and then the other one is going to be discarded. So I think probably Lucky goes underneath, because I've got another Lucky at the moment, and I'm going to play Thingy in a sec. So that ticks us up to five cards beneath Ravenous, and it flips over. So we're now on uncontrolled hunger side. And then I need to discard a card because I've still got too many. I think potentially I discard the flashlight. So I've got a flashlight underneath. So the, just just for people's benefit, underneath Ravenous, I've got Medical Student, Tasman of Protection, Flashlight, Scroll of Secrets, and Lucky. So I'm going to discard the other flashlight. It's going to, going to get discarded. Well, I feel really lucky not to have drawn a reality acid. I nearly drew one, but then I, I got a peek. Right, and then start the new round. We'll put a doom on the agenda, one of seven. And then we uh, draw an encounter card. That's how this works, isn't it? And we've got an obscuring fog. Hmm. So let me pop it up at the location. Right, so attach your location. One per location gets plus two shroud. After... It's successfully investigated, we discard it. So, what have we got? Uh, it's a real shame to, to waste an art student on this. So this is, it's four shroud at the moment. Oh, I could just play my Ward of Protection, actually, couldn't I? Is that a bad enough card to play Ward of Protection on? Especially when I've got such high stats and I've got a Lucky in my hand. So I'm currently at six, so six on four, it, that's probably okay, especially with a Lucky. So we're going to investigate this location action one. I've drawn the Elder Sign again! No! <laughs> oh, okay, well, we'll take it. So that discards Obscuring Fog and gets me a clue. Oh, yeah, I forgot it does have that forced ability as well. <laughs> um, I think that was okay. I still think it was okay because I had Lucky. Um, so the, the Elder Sign would have... Uh, the Tentacles would have screwed me, but what are you going to do, hey? And then we get to grab a card back from underneath my Ravenous. I think... Probably we take a flashlight, and then I'm going to play it. So action two, I'll spend two resources, and I'll play flashlight. Two, three, four, five, six. I've still got eight cards underneath me. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I think we're going to have just have to move last action. If I had a bloody Pathfinder, this would be incredible. Oh, I'll tell you what I need to do. I need to make sure... Oh, if we don't devour any cards, we get to pick. There's an experience point thing going on, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll consider that in a bit. Right, so we'll knock that down to four. So we're now plus four with our with our Ravenous. And I think... I don't want to have to discard a card as the thing. Do I play Faustian Bargain just now and get top up myself on cash? Like, none of the other cards are really, like, play-worthy just at the moment. But can I spend the action is the question. I'm going to spend... I need to spend three resources in a sec, don't I, on a Fairy Gilman. So let's play Faustian Bargain last action. One, two, three, four, five. So that puts us up to ten resources and puts two curses in the bag. I think there's three curses total. Yeah, there's still a curse lurking from the last one. Oh no, shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah, no, no, that's fine, that's fine. So devour a non-story card 
it might add a devour card to its owner's hand. Ah, it's still on its bad side though. Oh, right. Okay, we're just gonna have to live with it. So talisman of protection is will be removed from the game. Right. Uh, so we're down to three plus three stats. So talisman of protection removed from the game. So that's gonna force us at the moment to upgrade either a mystic or a. I'll tell you what. Should I? I'll tell you what. No, no, no. Let's remove scroll of secrets from the game. So at the end of the, when we upgrade, we're either going to have to upgrade a Seeker or a Mystic card. And I think that's fine. I think Seeker, there's some good Seeker cards. It'd be really nice to get Pathfinder in here. I think she can take, she could take Pathfinder. Oh no, hang on, there's only upgrade. You may spend experience to purchase or upgrade one or more cards of any level from the cast with the most of our cards. I mean, we need to get some experience first, which I'm not doing very well at so far. Anyway, right, enemy phase, we've got an enemy, she doesn't do anything. Upkeep phase, I draw two cards, so I draw a reality acid, it's finally hit. If ravenous controlled hunger is face up, flip it over, it's not. Uh, you devour a random aspect of reality, reveal a, a, a random chaos token from the chaos bag and consult the reality acid reference card to determine what you devoured. From what I understand, if, if I pick something that can't be devoured, uh, then I have to pick something else. So I've drawn a minus four, and that's going to devour the top two cards of each investigator's deck. So they're going to be set aside. We've got the Accursed Follower. Fine. And a Machete. I mean, that could have gone a lot worse. Really. Accursed Follower would have been awful to draw. I'll take that all day. <laughs> all day I've taken that. Oof. Right. So that's that. And then I, But I still need to devour a card. So I've got... Uh, what have I got in my hand? I've got Regurgitation, Lucky, Vicious Blow, Art Student, Overpower, Spectral Razor, Water Protection, and Scroll of Secrets, Taboo. I think I do the other Scroll of Secrets. I really like Scroll of Secrets, but both my hand slots are full. I've got a flashlight and an enchanted blade out. So we'll devour that. So set aside, we've got Machete, Scroll of Secrets, Scroll of Secrets, Accursed Follower, and underneath Ravenous, we've got Medical Student, Lucky, and Talisman of Protection. And we've processed one reality acid, one of three. Right, that's the end of turn. So beginning of the next turn, we'll put a doom on the agenda. And we draw an encounter card. False lead. I have one clue. I've got a test for intellect. I do not like this. Do not like this at all, because I've only got two cards. So I'm only at four. I'm only at four intellect. I think I'm going to play water protection. And discard that. So I've taken a horror. Which puts me on to two damage and two horror. Must be three horror, right? So I got two attacks. No, I put one. I put one on the art student. Yeah, I can't remember where I take that up or not. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. Two damage, two horror. That's fine. That's that done. Warded. Now I've got three cards underneath ravenous, and it's the bad ravenous. So it feels like potentially I play regurgitation right now. That really like tanks my stats. But I mean, it's like. It's not going to get any worse. It's only going to continue to get worse. So Ravenous flips back over. I draw Medical Student, Lucky, and Talisman of Protection. I heal a combination of three damage and horror. I'm going to heal both my damage and one of my horror. So I'm now zero damage, one horror. And my stats are now back to ones across the board because there's nothing underneath Ravenous. Then I'm going to take my turn. So action one, let's move down to Gilman House. I don't think having low stats is going to be an issue this turn. So, Gilman House. Yes, there's a hotel in Innsmouth called the Gilman House. But I don't believe it can amount to much. I wouldn't advise you to try it. So, this is two shroud, one clue, action, 
heal two damage or two horror, or any combination thereof. Limit once per game. Some of the windows on the Gilman House side were faintly glowing, and I thought I heard confused sounds within. So, just just as a, a quick like recap, we've got Lucky Vicious Blow, Art Student, Overpower, Spectoral Razor, Medical Student, Lucky, and Talisman Protection in our hand. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to use Susie's ability to devour this Art Student that's in play. So that puts our stats up to twos across the board, plus... Uh, the willpower and the attack boost from uh, Mr. Dawson. And then action two, I'm going to play Art Student. So that's two resources. Play the Art Student. It gets me this clue at this location. Tasty. And then I'm going to spend my last action and three resources to parlay with Athera Gilman. So we're back down to five resources now. I think playing that fast in bargain was a good idea. Three clues, which I will then spend right off the bat, to do our three dig into the lead deck. We've got uh, the Shorewood Slums, we've got Robert Friendly, and we've got another Innsmouth Troublemaker. Okay, so we take Robert Friendly off. Okay, so we've identified Barnabas Marsh as the, the man, and then Shorewood Slums is ticked off. So there's only Esoteric Order of Dagon and Sawbone Alley left. So Friendly's going to come into play at Innsmouth Harbour with a clue on him. Innsmouth Harbour is flipping miles away. Uh, Shorewood Slums, I imagine, is going to be in this same place, right? So it's the Hourglass and the Pink Crescent. So that puts it... Yeah, okay, right. So they're <laughs> equally far away. What? What's the test on... So the Shorewood Slums has got a Shroud 5, and it's a Veep, actually, so that's, that's quite nice. Robert Friendly is an agility test to parlay with him. I think I take the slums, because then I can try and get a veep. So I'll put that into play. One clue. Nice. So friendly and troublemaker go back in the deck, and then an encounter card goes in the deck as well. Oh, that's horrible doing that. Anyway, right. And then Athera Gilman goes into the victory display. So she's zero veeps, but we've got everything we need from her. I think that's my turn. I think that is my turn, yeah. So we're doing we're doing pretty well. Like as worried as I was about this, I remember this this scenario being way harder. <laughs> I've got to say, I, I think maybe it's the scaling. Like only having to spend a single clue or three clues. It's it, it it's really easy if you're slightly clue focused. I have been lucky in that I haven't had many enemies to deal with. If the big lad turns up, I'm going to be in a bit more trouble, or a night gaunt or something. I'm going to be in a bit more trouble. But actually, I've just been able to pretty much focus on cluing. And if you're focused on cluing then you can tick these off pretty quickly. There's a, so there's... I also think the first time I played this, we didn't read the rules right. <laughs> we just fired off a load of one-clue searches, so we packed the deck full of encounter cards right away. So I've, I've now got a 50-50 chance of being exactly right, basically. And I think what happens is... I cannot remember how this works with the agenda. We might just have to play it. We might just have to play it. I think we can get one more dig quite easily. So we get the clue off Innsmouth Jail, and we get the clue off the Shorewood Slums. Uh, is there any other way of... New Church Green can look at the top card of the deck, so that's a one peak. This location is healing damage and horror. That location shuffles more cards in. It's the exact opposite of what we want. Fish Street Bridge gains us resources. The harbour... Oh, we could go to the harbour and 
do some big investigate tests, potentially. That's not easy to do, though. That's not easy at all. If I've built my stats back up then, then maybe that's something I could do. I think probably what I do is I, I get these two clues and I do a too deep dig of the leads deck and try and identify the last location. I think that's what we do. Cool, 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 cool. I've totally lost track of where I am on my turn. <laughs> I think I was I think I just finished my turn because I just looked at the three cards, didn't I? And I did that after I got those two extra clues. So, enemy phase, no enemies now, no enemies at all. And upkeep. So we draw a machete and a shortcut. Well, a shortcut is lovely to have, isn't it? And I think we probably put one... Let's put the talisman back below Ravenous. So that takes us up to two. So we're on three for all our stats now. Okay, right, doom on the agenda. So we're at three of seven. And encounter card. We've got a crypt chill again. Oh, bloody hell. I think that's okay, because we've got an art student in play we can ditch. So four willpower... Sorry, the test is four willpower. I think I'm on four as well. So I've got one from Susie, two from Ravenous, and one from Dawson. That puts us on four. So four on four. Let's just take the test. H a skull. Skull's minus one, I think. Uh, current agenda number. So it's minus two. So that's a fail. So yeah, let's ditch the art student, which is sort of a shame, but fine. I've got more, more allies. More where that came from. Right, so what we're going to do, we need to be quite quick about getting these. So I could do shortcut investigate, move investigate, couldn't I? But my chances, my stats aren't super high. I could use two flashlight charges. So I could do move, flashlight. So shortcut, flashlight, move, flashlight. And that would put this investigate on a three when I'm on four. One, no, I'm only on three. I've got two luckies in my hand. Two, I'll be two on, I'll be three on two and then three on three for shorewood slums. But with two luckies, it's like it's not terrible, right? Because luckies like a unexpected courage in both of those tests. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, it, it. Like my plans are same no matter what, right? This this is what I'm working towards. So we'll just do it. So action one, I will move into the jail. I guess do I save my shortcut? No, let's move. I'll move into the jail. I'll investigate using flashlight. Yeah. So that puts me yeah three on two. It's a zero. Oh, we'll take that. That's that clue. That's a beep. And then I will shortcut into here. Oh, no, hang on. Is that right? No, I haven't got enough actions. God, how did I miscount that? No, no, I can't have done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I need one, two, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. It's the problem. <laughs> there was no way to do that in one turn. So I think then I just spend my last action to move into it. So my turn is move, investigate, free move, move. That leaves me on shorewood slums. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, folks. That seems like a very elementary error to have made. But we are where we are. Oof, I'm getting tight on time as well. I'm going to have to take a gamble if I don't see it on this this flip. And then maybe I'll get one, one investigate off at the harbour to look at another one. Oof. Right. Enemy phase. No enemies. Uh, upkeep. Draw two cards. I've got a string of curses and I've got a vicious blow. I think Machete is probably the card I need the least, so I'm going to put that underneath my Ravenous. So I've got, currently in my hand, just as a bit of a recap, I've got two Vicious Blows, two Luckies, Overpower, Spectral Razor, Medical Student, and String of Curses. So I'm, I'm well prepared. In fact, the Spectral Razor, if the big guy turns up, I can just use that on him. But I'm four of seven Doom. So 
things are starting to get a little bit hairy. And we've got on Wings of Darkness. Oh, this isn't good. This is not good. So I'm four on four. I really do not want to fail this test, but I've got oh, I've got I've got my luckies. Let's let's commit the string of curses. Yeah, discover a clue, put doom. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's commit the string of curses. So that puts me on five. So one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Oof. Uh, tense. I'm tense. I'm tense. I'm tense. It's a minus one. People are going to think I'm fixing this. That's a minus one. I mean, I'll take it. Again, I'll take it. It's been a great game for me. I've done really well. <laughs> well, the luck has really, really gone my way. To be fair, I played Earthbound Rangers the other day, and I had absolutely atrocious luck all game. So I'll take the good luck when it's offered. God, is that really? Is it just a... Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. So we, we, I think we just investigate here. So this, this location has five shroud and one clue. Uh, and if you fail the skill test while investigating, you can put a doom on it. So all I can do really is use my flashlight charge, which puts it on three. So I'm one, two, three, four on three with two luckies in my hand. It's a plus one. I don't even need the lucky. Oh, I, have I built this deck right? Let me just have a, have a look. Yeah, yeah. There's a minus three. There's a minus four. I, I drew the minus four when I was doing my reality assets, actually, didn't I? So that was, that's that charge, isn't it? So we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. That gets the last clue. So I've got two actions left, but I'm going to spend these two clues to look at the next two cards of the Leeds deck. And we've got an Initiate of Dagon, bad. And then we've got the Esoteric Order of Dagon. Hang on, is that the last one? Yes, that's the last one. Yes. Oh, amazing. So Sawbones Alley and Barnabas Walsh is what we've got. Oh, that's perfect. Well, do I, I still draw, don't I? So let's draw the Esoteric Order of Dagon. And it goes... Uh, so it's, what, what is that? Apostrophe? What would you call that? Tadpole. Tadpole and stars, that's the top corner. Uh, it's as far away from me as I can get, but what are you going to do, hey? Where's that night court when you need it? Uh, put it into play. After the last clue remaining is discovered from the Esoteric Order of Dagon, remove the top card of the Leeds deck from the game without looking at it. Oh, Jesus. That's horrible. This then was the former Masonic Hall, now given over to a degraded cult. It is a veep, though. Uh, so the initiative Dagon goes back in, as does a card from the encounter deck. Well, uh, what is the objective you may advance at the end of any round? So I think we wait until the end of the round, right? So I've got two actions. Do I want to head back towards Inmouth Square for those two actions? I don't have many cards I want to play. So I think, yeah, I think I just do move, move back towards Inmouth Square. Oh, hang on, just... Oh, I, I have no idea where Sawbones Alley goes. It, well, it's going to be the top. <laughs> it's going to only be two places, and then two places left. So it's the top. What, what was the other one? Oh, hang on. It'll be written down here. Let's see if I can work this out. Jail. The house on Water Street. Oh, that was at the top, wasn't it? The house on Water Street was between the refinery and the harbour, I'm sure. I'm just thinking, because I think I think you need to go to it, don't you? Because that's where Elena's is being held captive. So what I could do is move to Innsmouth Jail. I think... It's gonna it's gonna pop up in that bottom corner, but I'm not positive. So what I'm gonna do is move to the square, and then I can use there's a move action on the square I can use if I need to. So upkeep, we've drawn take heart and calling in favours. 
So hand is lucky, lucky, vicious blow, vicious blow, overpower, spectral razor, medical student, take heart, and calling in favors. Take heart's probably the least useful at the moment, so let's pop that underneath ravenous. So that takes me up to four. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. I don't have another regurgitation ready to go. There's another 23 cards left in the deck. I'm about to advance the act. So we'll do that just now. The time has come for you to reveal your hand. You've retraced Agent Harper's steps as best you can and learned a lot about Innsmouth and its citizenry. Perhaps with this information you can narrow down where Harper is now. But if you aren't swift and decisive, the kidnapper will surely discover you are onto them. You have only one chance to get this right. One chance to locate Harper and surprise her kidnapper. If you're wrong, it's back to square one or worse. Right, so let's go to the accusation. Using the knowledge you've gathered, you must make an accusation and an attempt to locate who has kidnapped Alina Harper and where she is hidden. In order to make this accusation, the players must choose one suspect enemy and one hideout location from among the options listed on the Finding Agent Harper reference card. Note the suspect cannot be an enemy who's currently in play or in the victory display, nor can the hideout be a location that's currently in play. Use this information to narrow down your choices. Once the accusation has been made, do the following. So I'm, I'm accusing... Uh, Barnabas Marsh and Sawbones Alley, I believe. Right, reveal the suspect, enemy and the hideout location that are face down beneath Finding Agent Harper. In your campaign log, under possible suspects, circle the names of the correct suspect, enemy and hideout location. So we've got, boom, Barnabas Marsh, yes. Sawbones Alley, yes. Both cards match your accusations, the investigators are correct and may proceed. In order to set up the final act and agenda, do the following. Advance the act directly to the set aside, Act 2A. 2A, the rescue! Advance the agenda directly to the set aside agenda, 3A, the frantic pursuit. So we'll chuck that in the bin, we'll chuck that in the bin, and we'll pop frantic pursuit just there. Put the hideout location that was beneath Finding Agent Harper into play, add one additional clue to that location, place the set aside Alina Harper story asset beneath this location to indicate this is where Alina Harper has been captured. Spawn the suspect enemy that was beneath finding Agent Harper at Alina Harper's location, ignoring their revelation ability. For the remainder of the scenario, this enemy is referred to as the Kidnapper. Remove the leads deck from the game. You are now ready to proceed with the final act and agenda. So Sawbones Alley goes, as I expected, just as I suspected, uh, into the bottom corner. So that's two shroud, two clues, and then we put one additional clue on there. So three clues. Then there's Barnabas Marsh. He doesn't come into play with any clues on him. Does have aloof. Oh, I can't trust the marshes, can you? And then Alina Harper must be in here. Here she is. So she goes, just, well, underneath this location, I'm just going to put it beside it. Bro. Right, you're now ready to proceed with the final act and agenda. Let's have a read of this. Uh, my frantic running ceased before I had covered a block, for at my left I began to hear something like the hue and cry of organised pursuit. There were footsteps and guttural sounds, and a rattling motor wheezed south along Federal Street. Forced. If you defeat a suspect enemy other than the kidnapper, take control of each clue on that enemy and record that they're out for blood. That's the same as it was previously. Ah, the kidnapper loses the loof, gets plus one health, and cannot be parlayed with. Objective. If either the kidnapper is in the victory display, or there are no clues on Alina Harper's location, advance. If there are two more investigators in the game, both conditions must be fulfilled instead. So I either need to find three clues, or I need to, to smack Barnabas Marsh. It would be nice. Okay, so Sawbones Alley has made him five fight. <laughs> He's five fight and zero evade. So that's nice, actually. 
Put Sawbones Alley into play. Each humanoid enemy at Sawbone Alley gets plus two fight and minus two evade. It would be nice to find those clues, actually, because there is a veep on this location. And Barnabas Marsh is not worth any veeps. So it would be nice to evade him. And it would be quite easy to kill him. <laughs> That's the problem. I do have two charges on Fleshlight and a whole bunch of stuff underneath me. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Okay, so blah, 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 blah. Nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. Uh, it's Mythos phase, right? I've done done my cards because it was the end of the round. So we do Mythos phase. So I tick up to one Doom and I draw an Encounter card. And it's Fog over Innsmouth yet again. So I'm at five willpower. One, two, three, four, five. No, I'm at six willpower because I've got Thomas Dawson in play. So we'll pull... Oh, it's a tablet. That can't be good. Minus three. If you fail, take one horror. What was the difficulty on this test? Three. And I said I was at one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, so it's a perfect pass. So only minus three. Nice. So I'm either going to take a horror or I'm going to increase the shroud of each location. I think I take the horror at this point. And I'm going to put a horror on Dowson. Right. Let's blast on. We can do this. So I'm going to use the reaction of the free trigger, sorry, on Innsmouth Square to make a free move. Move to a connecting Innsmouth location. So that shifts me into Gilman House. And I'm going to move into Sawbone Alley. So Barnabas Marsh engages me because he's lost aloof. I'm going to try and get the clues of this location. I've got plenty of time to do it. Uh, but first of all, I'm going to evade this lad. Yeah, I'm going to evade this lad. So I'm five on zero. It's the cultist. That's a pass. So we evade him. And then I think... So I think I use a charge here because I'm going to get plus one intellect in a minute, aren't I? So I'm four... Five, I'm five on zero here using a, a flashlight charge. It's a tablet again, so that's a pass. That gets me a clue. Nice. And that's me. One, two, three actions. So enemy phase, the only enemy is evaded, so he doesn't do anything. So then he engages me, and I do my upkeep. So I draw two cards. I've got a ward of protection and an enchanted blade. So I think the blade goes beneath this, and then that flips over Ravenous, but it's on five. So at the end of the turn, I'm going to have to get rid of a card, but hopefully I can get these two clues off this location. That will flip over the rescue, won't it? Oh, I think this has gone really, really well. I think I've been, I've had a pretty blessed playthrough this time. And then cards in hand, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Let's discard calling in favours. I don't need it just in a moment. Uh, and then we do put Doom on the agenda. And then we uh, draw an encounter card. And it is Priest of Dagon. Humanoid cultist, any empty location forced. When Priest of Dagon will be defeated or evaded, if there is no Doom on it, instead heal all damage from it, radiate and place one Doom on it. At the end of the round, if Priest of Dagon is in play and is there is no doom on it. Place one doom on it. Really lucky not to draw one of these earlier because the, the, the I was I think the thing that's I've been most lucky about is n not having to move to places I didn't need to move. Uh, well, I'll come on to some analysis in a bit. Basically, I think I was really lucky not to get more of these guys earlier on. So, beginning my turn. Nothing comes at the beginning of my turn. Something is going to happen at the end of my turn though. So I think I just I evade this guy and then investigate twice. So action one, let's evade. It's a skull, so that's a pass because he's got evade zero. Then I'm going to investigate using a uh, flashlight charge. It's plus one, that's a pass, gets a clue. Nice. Then, final investigate. 
I'm six on two. So the, the minus four does pass this. There are two two curses in the bag, but I do have two luckies in my hand. I think I just take the test. Skull. So that is minus three, right? It's the agenda number, and it's three A. So I'm at five six minus three is three. So pass. Nice. I get the last clue. I could not have gone better. Could not have gone better. Right. We'll flip this this guy over. Agent Harper gives you a warm smile of relief as you untie her bindings and help her to her feet. I don't know who you are, but thank you. I have... Oh man, I wonder what she felt when, like, a blob lady burst in. <laughs> I don't know I don't know who or what you are, but thank you. I did have things handled, though, for the record. She chuckles at her own joke. Despite her situation, the agent carries herself with the confidence of one who has been in deadly circumstances before. You introduce yourself and tell her that you were hired to help find her. Well then, I'm very glad you're here. You came in the nick of time. Now, if you don't mind, I have some unfinished business with this associate of mine, she says, her voice sharp with indignation. Care to join me? Uh, so we've got all the, the suspects. If Barnabas Marsh was the kidnapper, proceed to R5. Barnabas spits in your face as you attempt to interrogate him. I ain't telling you a word, interloper, he barks, his bulging eyes unblinking as he glowers at you with unbridled hate. You don't belong here. All of your kind will be dead before the week's end. Agent Harper narrows her eyes at the strange man's remarks. What do you mean by that, Marsh? Our kind? Our kind? What, outsiders? Barnabas scowls, his bulbous lips curling back to reveal sharp, inhuman teeth. Outsiders. Intruders. You're a blight on our fair town. But you'll be purged soon enough. You are taken aback by the severity of the old man's threat and his simmering hatred, but Harper simply chortles. <laughs> You call this place fair? Ignoring her derision, you warn Barnabas that if he doesn't speak up, he'll be spending a long time behind bars. Not I, he remarks. You're the one who'll be locked up, and worse, when the order's done with you, you'll be nothing but fish food. You and Harper exchange a knowing glance. She pries further. What order is this exactly? Each investigator earns experience equal to the victory X of each card. In the victory display, record this experience under unspent experience in your campaign log. But do not spend any of it yet. You'll be instructed to spend this experience at a later time. In your campaign log, record the mission was successful. Proceed to interlude to the syzygy. Now, if this if this continues into the present, I think I'll leave it for Frank to do. Yeah, I think that's what I'll do. Uh, it's only it's only a short one anyway, so it won't take Frank too long to cover that. So victory, we've got, I think it's mostly locations. So I, I make that four. So the slums, the jail, church green. I never got the clue off Esoteric Order of Dagon. And then Sawbone Alley. So four XP, not terrible. Uh, I, I, pretty good, actually. I'll say pretty good. I could have got the one off Dagon because I had quite a few turns there. And if I'd been smarter, I could have got the other location out. So how did that go? Well, I mean, I cannot complain at all. I think... Both, I didn't draw too many bad tokens. Well, that I get two Elder Signs and one Order Fail. There's still three curses in the bag, so I was pretty good about not drawing the curses. The minus three and the minus four didn't hit much. Most tests were minus two and above in terms of the result, which I think is fair. Like, I was aiming for minus two or better most of the time, so probably a little bit lucky, but not, like, ridiculously lucky. I got all the stuff out the, the lead deck I needed to get. That was nice as well. Um, but I made sure I did it the right way, which is spend the most clues. I think mathematically that's the best way to do it. 
I would say the thing that that had the biggest impact is not is the is the encounter deck. The encounter deck seemed to be really really generous to me. I didn't draw any initiates. I didn't draw any night gaunts. And the only uh, there's only one wizard of the order, isn't there? Uh, sorry, what's he called? Priest of Dagon. There's only one Priest of Dagon, and he only popped out right at the end. Like, it, can you imagine? I mean, even then. So what are they? Is it any empty location? You could put them on an adjacent location, so it wouldn't have been the end of the world. When he would be defeated or evaded if there was no doom on it. Instead, heal all damage from it and place one doom on it. So you have to beat him twice, don't you? I had all my like damage stuff stacked up, but the only enemy I had to fight was the one I brought myself. And how did I do for my deck? I think I got most of the useful stuff. Getting both flashlights was obviously good. Michael Lee didn't show up. Two Reality Acids still lurking in the deck, along with the last Regurgitation. Got hit with one of my random basic weaknesses, which, which went okay. And then the other one got zapped by Reality Acid. So that was super lucky. <laughs> I'll take that. I couldn't believe that. That was amazing. And he would have been a nightmare as well, because he appears at the location furthest from you again and starts chocking up the bag with curses so he would have been an absolute nightmare to get to get to um at least the worst nightmare comes towards you oh i think actually did i forget to shuffle him back in yeah oh, that was stupid there we go there's there's the asterisk i knew i'd make a rules mistake so the asterisk asterisk against me is that i forgot to shuffle um the thing that follows back into my deck oh, please 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 forgive me and what do i think about Susie? that was a really interesting i think she's quite strong maybe frank's just built a really solid deck Maybe it's just the interaction of getting regurgitation. She felt really good. Like I got from her inbuilt cards, I essentially got six free draws and six free health and sanity heals, plus all of the stat stat points from it. Most of the game, I was I would say I was probably three or better for most of the game. But she's got a really good flow to it. She really feels like she's expanding and contracting yeah she really feels like she's expanding and contracting she consumes stuff and then and then sheds it and then consumes stuff and then sheds it so you need to be able to understand the rhythm of the scenario and plan a couple of turns ahead so you can you can be like i'll need this card in two turns time i know where to put it in order to make the most benefit of that it'd be really interesting to see how, how she, she pans out for the rest of the campaign Really interested. It's hard with a big deck. It's obviously hard to make your experience stick because you've got a lot more cards in there. And what does Frank even take? I think movement tech is probably going to be crucial. I mean, imagine if I'd had a Pathfinder, that, that scenario. It would have been insane if I had Pathfinder. I would have zipped right, I could have zipped around the map twice if I had it. Free action every single turn. I think movement. And, and 4xp is enough to get to boot, uh, Pathfinder as well. So that could work or, Frank could go for two shortcut level twos, potentially. Oh, well, and if, if, and I'm pretty sure. So there's the upgraded cards have to be Seeker or Mystic. So that's fine. Um, I think I think Frank could deal with that. Brilliant. Well, there we go. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. As I say, I, did, I think I did get quite lucky with a few aspects. Nothing really hit me. I did have some bad luck earlier this week playing Earthborn. So it's take the rough with the smooth, right? Enjoy that, and I'm sure the next episode will be coming up soon. Uh, if you want to follow us, we're on 
Facebook, and we are on X still, I think, but I don't think either of us are checking X, so don't try and get in touch with us there. I am going to try and set us up on Blue Sky in the not-too-distant future. So, yeah, Facebook and Blue Sky, and then we're on Patreon, Drawn to the Flame on Patreon. You can join there, support us. You can join our Discord community once you're signed up to the Patreon, and it's a really, really friendly, nice community there. You'd be very welcome. I've had a couple of new people joining recently, and it's been really nice to see them. Yeah, thank you for listening. So that's the end of my turn. So upkeep. We draw our two cards, and I've got take heart and. Okay, so Frank, what you might have figured out is that something happened there. <laughs> what happened is the cat jumped onto my. I think I said this earlier. The cat jumped onto my computer, onto the power switch, and it turned off my my PC. Luckily, I could cancel the shutdown, so I didn't lose the recording. So what you'll get is a recording with me going ah at, at the end of it, <laughs> and then we'll have to jump to this recording. Oh, I've just picked up my phone. I've got a message from you saying you also don't need to read all the intro text to, see, to Scenario 2. It is quite epic. Too late, Frank. I've already done it.